Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Joe Bro Radio, the greatest nerd and pop culture podcast on the planet and all platforms shown to man. I am your host, Mirror, joined by my fellow co-host, as always, Gage. Say what's up, buddy. Hey, what's up, bud? Hello, audience. Hey, I'm not doing... I'm, I'm, I don't know if you said how are you, but I'm not doing too bad. How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm doing all right now. Got off work, got, got refreshed, you know, took a few minutes to myself. I'm feeling good. That's good. Glad to hear it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a uh, good topic for you today. And if you're new here, we talk about pop culture stuff, nerd stuff, things that make us angry, happy. We get on tangents that make no sense, but, you know, there's no format and we just do this. I didn't. I didn't know when to stop that at this point because the conversation was so fluid. I guess that's a good thing. Probably. I don't know. So, yeah, okay. I don't know. Probably an awkward place to stop it, but I'm not yeah. going to question it. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Before we get into our topic, every every uh, episode, though, we like to start off with some small talk. And if you don't know what small talk is, uh, just listen. Oh, I thought you were going to quote me for a minute. It's no, talk. I was it's- going... It's talk that is to. small. <laughs> okay. So are you just going to throw, throw it to me? Because I got something. Yeah. Okay. What do you have for us today on For the Audience? Uh, well, your boy, uh, your, your main chum, your co-host here, was, you know, my routine is I kind of get on my PC and then I look at Steam updates and whatnot, read some news. Uh, mm-hmm. And I found a juicy bit of news that we've been waiting for. Oh, yeah? What's go, that? Go to Steam. Look at the Valheim developer blog. They added, they they posted some stuff about the Mislins. They posted some images. Looks really good. And when they post images, that usually means it's coming to the test server pretty soon. And then when it reaches the test server soon, it reaches the main game soon. What the hell is that? Is that like a new serpent? It's, I'm more fast. I thought I was more fascinated about the cart. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Oh, the oh, I, I that looks like a reskin. that looks like a mobile forge. Yeah, I don't know. It does look, but there like? is a very creepy, rocky, volcanic serpent thing that does make me uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. then there's the ashen skeletons or something. Some big old bird basically looks like you when you've only gotten about three hours of sleep. Uh, if I had wings as well. Uh, yeah, that don't acknowledge that part. You have wings when you don't sleep for three hours. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, because you usually drink a bunch of Red Bull. You don't actually do that, but I like to imagine you do. Uh, okay. Then there, you know, there's some new clothing items. It looks like there's adding. There's a little nice little blue chest. You see that? I do see that. I like the blue chest. And then there's like a big picture of a house, which I'm not really sure if there's anything terribly new or unique about it, but it looks nice. Those doors look bigger, unless there's, like, two doors stacked on each other. That, I'm pretty sure that's just two gates stacked on each other. That's just uh, a little building uh, technique that they've applied. Um, I, I do like the uh, the ladder on the roof right there. I never thought to add that into an architectural design. Yeah, that does look pretty neat. I'm I'm really excited for this update. That looks really cool. I mean, I'm scared because every time Valheim comes out with an update, we're usually in a lot of pain for a little while. And it means we're, I mean, this isn't really a problem, but we're going to have to restart all over again. Mm-hmm. I'm and, hoping mm-hmm. that the miss or not the Mislins will sort of, but I'm hoping we don't have to go to Ashlands to get the upgrades for the Black Forge. I 
hope not too, because that would that would be a little backwards. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to, because I mean, you can, because if I mean, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but the uh, carapace armor, right? You can only upgrade that to level two without cheating, right? And level two carapace is not stronger than black metal, and black metal or not black metal padded armor. Carapace armor is level two is not stronger than padded armor level four. And level four, well, yeah, roughly. And level four padded armor is not good enough for missiles. No. You know, I'm like, so they, they really, I really hope that they didn't do that and make, make you have to go to Ashlands under equipped as well. Just to go back to do the thing that you were previously unequipped for and then go back to the Ashlands when you're probably just barely equipped. Yeah. I, I did see some uh I was on Twitter one day and I saw a post from Valheim and it was like a poll. Um and them asking like, should we allow you to take metal through portals? And like ninety eight percent of people were like, Yes. Yes, absolutely yes. It's it's like so I've heard arguments about this. And people have been like, well, it's a game balance thing, you know? I'm like, well, what is it balancing? Like, I mean, it gives you travel time, and I guess it gives you more room to face, like, there's more risk to transporting metal. But the thing is, is like, the real struggle is you have to sail it, but there is only one real threat at sea, and that's serpents. And that can happen rarely. I mean, we've sailed across entire oceans in that game, and I've only seen maybe one or two serpents. Yeah, and like there, the there is no balance you, to make. <laughs> when you're at the point of needing to sail metal across the sea to like your base, you're fully equipped with, to fight a serpent, right? And kill it easily. And well, and even then, it's like if you want to balance that, if you want to make that harder, add more sea monsters. That would be my thing. Add more sea monsters, and that'll justify like the complication. It'll, I mean, it'll be stupid hard, and then I'll probably complain about that to an extent. But right now, it's like, it's just stupid. Like you're gonna just make me sail across the whole ocean for like risk, and the only risk is a rare serpent spawn. <laughs> it's just yeah. there's only been like three things. Oh, go ahead. One small clarification I want to make because I'm getting a little heated. I am not bashing Iron Gate. We love Iron Gate. We love Iron Gate. They're making a fantastic game. It's just, you know, it just spanks us like the little boys that we are sometimes, you know? And yes, as I was saying, there's only like three risks at sea. One of them is uh, disconnecting. Yeah. (laughs) Server crashing. Uh, The other is serpents. And the last one for you specifically is pufferfish. Yeah, pufferfish. Uh, about those guys. Well, look, that's really only a. Ri- Hang on, pufferfish don't only spawn in the mislands. I think they were more of a plains thing. No, anglerfish are <clears throat> a mislands thing. Yeah, yeah. There was one time to clarify that for the audience. There was one time we were sailing and fish can like jump into your boat. Well, a pufferfish jumped into the boat at one point, and I didn't notice. But if you walk on top of a pufferfish or if it touches you in the water, you get poisoned. And I was sailing and I kept getting poisoned and I was like dying from it. 
until I like zoomed out and I realized that there was a puffer fish glitched into the back of the boat and it kept bumping me. So it kept poisoning me and I couldn't see it and I almost died. Yeah, and you did not eat at all because Yeah, and I didn't and I and I didn't and I didn't eat because like, you know, which is not wise. You should be eating anyway. But for me I'm like, "Eh, well, you know, you're probably not gonna run into a serpent, so and then next thing you know we run into like three. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, puffer fish are a, a foe to be trifled with in that game. That's for sure. Yeah. I fear um, puffer fish more than I fear the bosses because the puffer fish yeah. have a lot more access to get me. Um, so for my bit of small talk, only thing I really have is, uh, I scraped the side of my car today. Oh yeah. How'd you scrape the side of your car? You're such like an excellent driver. That's um, sarcasm, but Yeah. Um, so, like, where I live, it's like a, it's kind of like a duplex, you could say. It's, like, not connected. So, there's, like, a shared carport where we, where we park, right? Mm-hmm. And I was pulling in, um, from leaving PT to come home. And our neighbors were leaving, and they left their door wide open. So, I had to, like, kind of nudge myself, like, to, as to not rip their door off in the carport and it's just scraping the side of my car on like the poles that are on the carport. Is their car okay? Yeah, the car's fine. Are they going to do anything about your car for being stupid? No. Are you going to do anything about your car? <laughs> no, I, I really don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm a little mad about it, but fair enough. It's, it's an old car. It's, it's only got a few years left on it. I imagine. I mean, you could probably get a decent trade-in for it eventually. Not now. What do you mean? Because of the scrape? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Well, it's yeah, just, just buy another, like, used car that isn't, like, awful, awful. I mean, surely you'll take off at least a bit of it. But yeah, I don't know I've anything about buying on, cars, so. I've been looking on Facebook for some used cars, and there's some nice ones, but that's still a few years uh, in the future for me to get a new <clears> car. Yeah. Only buy a new car when you need it. Hmm. Uh, that's that's all I have for small talk, though. That's that's some pretty nice stuff. I'm I'm just really excited about this Mustang stuff. I have theories, uh, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, topic that I have for you today, or for us today, for the audience, for you, uh, my co-host, my chum, my buddy for, boy. For me, um, the psychologic, the psychology. Sorry of gaming and how it affects like people's mental health, how it affects society, that kind of thing. So do you have anything to say about that to begin with? Anything that on your mind that immediately comes? Look, every single time when you like present a topic and then you let me go first, I end up covering everything that you're going to say in like 10 minutes. So you better lead with what you're thinking. And then I'll just add. So, like, first and foremost, you know, gaming is obviously, like, an escape from reality, right? It's a hobby. It's like something people do to unwind most of the time, right? Wouldn't you say that? Um, mostly. I do have a thing that contradicts it, which is, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but it's a different avenue for it, right? Expound. Okay, so World of Warcraft. I'll, I'll go to <laughs> that. <laughs> Uh, World of Warcraft, like classic at least, was work, right? 
you grinded and grinded and grinded for gear, you know, achievements, titles. It's work, right? And mm-hmm. to a certain extent for me, like, I enjoy work in games. Valheim is work, you know, every now and then. Sea of Thieves was work. But if the game is only work, then there's a problem. But there are some people who like that grind, you know. And, and Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. I would say, is one of those examples. Maybe not quite as hardcore as some of them, but it is. Um, and But then there's people, you have like le- just completely, basically, leisure-like games like Stardew Valley, where you just farm, fish, you know. Most action there is in that game is you're killing little slimes in a mine and you interact with the townsfolk and basically just live the normal life of a farmer. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? uh, and then there's, you know, FPS games, you know, you play them just for fun, which we typically usually do that. But then you have people like who play Overwatch hyper competitively, which I would argue is also work, but they find that hyper competitiveness fun and generally should find it leisurely if they are doing it that hyper competitively because if it's yeah. not leisurely then it's probably pissing them off yeah i feel like and then you should not be playing it like that there are some games out there that just add more stress to you than leisure well it's or relief it's because so People have this idea in their head a lot of times that they're better than they are. You know, uh, I have someone very close to me who's like that, and it's not you, by the way. Uh, but there are people I know who play games and they play them competitively and then they get pissed off all the time, you know, but they always play that game. You know, they keep going back to games that make them angry because they think they're better than they are, but then they get pissed when they're not doing as good as they think they should be doing which granted cheaters and people who play really dirty and cheap exist and whatnot you know and that can sometimes trump any skill you have depending on i don't know things from internet to game mechanics you know yeah uh like and then that yeah that obviously makes you more stressful so don't play the game but People, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say like they games. don't like you can still play the game, but just well, know, quit playing don't... it at the moment. Like if yeah, if I'm playing a game now, people like and this is something I hate about gamers. Usually, they rag on rage quitters, you know, and yeah. like to a certain extent, if someone's getting pissed for no reason, I would kind of rag on them a little bit. But if you're not having fun, if you're getting angry, if you're miserable, then I support you not playing you know get get off the game don't quit subjecting yourself to the thing that is making you angry and miserable you know there was one time i got mad at you for rage quitting and uh it was in sea of thieves and we were in the devil's roar and we got rolled up on and you you died immediately you're just like nope f this and then i sunk that man i'm just like come back (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, but you also got to take into account how many times we've dealt with that in Sea of Thieves and it's ended so poorly, you got lucky. Yeah, or they were just bad. You know, or... And got lucky with you. 
They well, got lucky by killing you, probably. Yeah, that's probably very plausible. But look, I don't apologize for rage quitting. I don't. I. Yeah, no, I think rage quitting is, you know, acceptable. Like you shouldn't push yourself and make yourself look, more upset or stressed but, just from a video game. But it depends, right? If I'm if like if we were playing Hunt, all right, very stressful, tense, and calculated game. If I mindlessly just ran in, and you know was like shooting zombies on my way in to kill players, and then they obviously knew exactly where I was at, popped me right in the head, and then I rage quit. That's stupid. That is yeah. no reason. Like that was me being an idiot. You know. I have no reason to be mad and I had no reason and I have no reason to rage quit. I've never done that. This is just an example. Uh but if you're playing hunt and you have like three games in a row where you're calculated, you know, maybe and you there's like a weird hit reg or, you know, you're maybe you're missing your shots. Maybe you are doing bad, you know. Uh either way, if you're getting pissed and you just keep losing, then stop playing. Just, just quit. Yeah, just you know? take take a breather. Uh, games are yeah. games are supposed to be played for for you to enjoy and to have fun, whatever avenue that might be through competitiveness, through leisure, you know, through not taking it seriously with some games or for taking it, you know, very seriously. It just mm. it all yeah. it depends on what you like and what makes you happy, you know. Excuse if gaming me. makes you happy, do the things that make you happy. Um, um, you know, there there also is like, I guess you could say like, if someone's like addicted to a game, right? Like, they can't stop or they can't not help it, but like come back to it, even though it makes them mad. But yeah, you know. yeah, no, I oh, I mean, I've, I mean, we've kind of had that with Sea of Thieves. Yeah, but the thing is, we've was definitely had. But with Sea of Thieves, it's not real. It's not like we're. I mean, we get screwed over a lot in that game, but it's not like it happens every single time, right? It like, felt like it did for a while. Well, for a while it did, but in, it like, I think the last little session we were playing, you know, other than like not including the PvP stuff we were doing when we were trying to fight players for mm-hmm. the the. Uh, thing they were doing and are doing still like we weren't getting rolled up on at all except maybe here or there and it would still piss us off here or there right uh because that's like that's that at that point it was like a hit or miss thing you know which is okay you know i mean i think it's stupid that people are still just absolutely dieharding trying to fight people who do not want to fight you because you know that's they don't want to fight they just want to kill people yeah they're not they're not interested in pvp they're interested in them killing you uh, yeah that that is a problem that i still have with cfd if it's just like there's no choice in whether or not you get pvp right um what was my my train going on about being addicted to a game uh but we kept going back to it because it wasn't you know, at at periods, it wasn't always, you know, every time we got on, we got screwed over. I mean, because there, mm-hmm. we would have, like, two days where, like, we would have our whole run of Sea of Thieves end and getting raided by, you know, these 
twats that just saw us. And then on the third day, we would play like all day and see nobody. Right. You know? So it was kind of, you know, off and on. Uh, although there was a period of Sea of Thieves where we basically were attacked every single day all the time and we, for some reason, just kept playing it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I feel like we just invested so much time in the Sea of Thieves and we just, we couldn't let it go because since, like that was like our game for a while. Like, since that was, like, 2018. Yeah. Like, I, I've played that game since the pre-alpha release, like, when it was on Xbox Insiders. And I was like, ooh, this game's cool. And I just kept playing it and kept playing it. And then I met you when I moved to Arkansas. And then, you know, you, you told me you played it, and I was like, oh, we should play together sometime. So we, like, got a crew and everything. Kept playing. We did really well well for a time. Like, we got to Pirate Legend in, like, record time whenever we set our pirates. Oh yeah, yeah we, I yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I I had another voice in my head going on. Well, did you like explain the bit how we re how we why we deleted our pirates and then? Not entirely. I mean, you you can say it like in depth if you want to. Like the whole reason. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say names, but no, don't say names. But me, Neo, and this other guy who was a mutual friend. Uh, we were playing, and we kind of had this idea to all scrap our pirates and uh, start fresh as, you know, one cohesive crew, you know. But then that bonehead just outright, well, first off, he outright ghosted us, and then there was other drama that went along with it. Uh, so, and we were very close to Pirate Legend before we reset our pirates, so we, like, just threw away a lot of po progress for this idea which was worth it at first because it was a wholesome thing you know uh, but then he bailed you know but then we i mean it didn't matter so we were we cleared off all our progress and all of our like you know <clears throat> one chance to get rewards and titles and whatnot and he just like dipped uh but yeah, then we got to pirate legend and half the time it took us to get almost a pirate legend the first time i wouldn't even like a fraction not like less than no half. no no it wasn't fraction i was close i was in like 47 on everything i was three levels away on all of the main factions. yeah but it it took that was about like a year and a half of playing i i would think right to get to pirate legend and took us like three months when we it was it was like 2020 when they did four to the damned i think mm -hmm. no it wasn't because Okay. It was somewhere around there. It was 19. It was 2019. 19? So it took two years for me to get to where I was. And then we got to Pirate Legend in six months after yeah. we had cleared our pirates. Six months. Uh, now, uh, one thing that I do regret about Reset of My Pirate is, like, there was a lot of, like, uh, not seasonal, but, like, there was events that only happened like well, one time. Well, yeah, I like brought that up. Deep. All those those rare those one time one chance to get awards, you know, or rewards, like the the megalodon figurehead, the uh, the whaling barnacle coat, and all that, the bone crusher outfit that was like red, not the green one. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, uh, just 
threw all those rewards away, which I was willing to do for the sake of, you know, having a a a, a cohesive crew among friends as as a labeled team. Uh but then like right. a week into it he was just gone. Just did not care about talking to us, did not play with us. And then there's a large stream of drama that was associated afterwards, but we we don't need to talk about that on the podcast. It's yeah, not, it's not, not, it's not open that wound. It's not, I mean, it's not really, well, it's probably more of a wound for you, not for me, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's more of a headache for me. Indeed. Um, all right. So we talked about like the mental health of it, you know, well, happy when you play that kind of thing. Well, there's another bit to mental health, but I kind of want to save it for later because you might end up bringing it up. Um, there's there's a couple more things that like is uh, what's like productive, I guess you could say about gaming is uh, it can improve your cognitive function, like your hand-eye coordination, that kind of thing. It can help you think faster, solve problems faster, that kind of stuff. I have which a people few really overlook. I have a few when it comes to that. I actually have a few things on this because I've argued this in a lot. Oh yeah. Um so I mean it's kind of still difficult for me because you know both of us and our stupid little ADHD brains uh-huh. can't like function quite as well. But since I've started playing Hunt or really any any game that involves strategy but especially hunt, right? Hunt has helped me work on my patience a lot because I'm not the most patient human being. Even now, I was worse before. Uh, Hunt has really helped me improve my patience. It's really helped me improve how I see things, not only in games, but you know, when I when I'm faced with a problem, it helps me, it, or it has helped me take my time to just sit back for a minute and examine it and come up with at least a suggestion for how to tackle yeah. a particular situation. Hunt has also conditioned your brain in really weird ways when it comes to real life. Are you referring to birds? <laughs> yes. Birds. Yeah, so in Hunt, uh, this is, look, Neo's seen it, so this isn't just me making this up for comedy. And my dad does it too. Uh, in that game, you can find like murders of crows, and if you get too close to them or you scare them, they, you know, do that squawking really loud, and then they fly off, and that can alert players to where you're at, you know, and you know that by hearing it or by seeing it, by which way the direction of the birds go and whatnot. So me and Dad will like go to the store every now and then. And then, like, birds will go off in the trees outside of the parking lot, and we both just look. You know? We stop what we're doing, and we look at where those birds came from. Where? where. <laughs> it happens every single time now. And I don't know if I'll ever shake that, because I've been playing Hunt for, what, since 16? 2016. It came out in 16? Early access. Oh, okay. I just, I... Whoa. I yeah no I'll never shake that. Um. So yeah now so I'm like you now, but birds don't make me angry. They they make you angry. For me they're just like, 
who's there. <laughs> That's <laughs> all it is. Yeah, they make me paranoid, but for some reason, birds just send you into an indignant rage, and I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it is weird, and I, I don't know why it came up. I think it all just started on that on that long drive we had. I was already angry that day, and that bird just standing in the middle of the road, walking <laughs> off the road instead of flying. I'm just like, yep, I hate birds now. Yeah, Neo is approaching at high speed, and this bird was just moseying his way on didn't fly he just he wasn't visibly injured because he flew off like after he got out of the way of the car right yeah he walked and then flew (laughs) middle of the road just saw me coming walked away and then flew away after i passed him i'm just like i think i I think i know what the deal is i think that bird was it's not that the bird was trying to kill himself, but what the bird was doing was taking his chances, right? The bird <laughs> wants to die, but he didn't have the courage to kill himself. So he's like, I'm just going to walk. If I die, I die. And then you ended yeah. up, he got out of the way and you pass and he goes, well, try again next day. And then just decided <laughs> to fly off. The yeah, you know, that, that next morning, that bird was on the road waiting for another car. <laughs> that's what he was doing. <laughs> same spot too (laughs) at the same spot there was like no one on that road for miles and miles everybody was waiting for hours oh god yeah that drive sucked didn't even look good we didn't didn't get get paid either we didn't get paid for the job either i don't you know (laughs) yeah that sucked but uh i mean we got a workout out of it i guess i don't know we woke up so early for that yeah, we woke up early. We had like McDonald's for breakfast, got some coffee, mm-hmm. and took like an hour and a half, two hour drive to go. Or no, it was like a 30 minute drive to go pick up a couch, and then an, like an hour and a half drive to go bring that couch somewhere else well, to pick up something else so from that house. It was a 30 minute drive, and there was a 30 minute drive back to town to go about an hour the other way, and then mm-hmm. an hour back in. So. 30 30 it was like a three hour endeavor roughly because we had to because there was also the time finagling you know the couch there and there and yeah and then the, the, the glass table yeah our table it, was, it was very unpleasant mm-hmm. um still still didn't get paid for that i'm upset we should charge interest <laughs> oh god dude we'd be be stacked dude how long ago was that that was a that was at least three years. No? Yeah. That happened in 19. Four years. Yeah. Well, almost four years ago. Because I've been I've been in for almost three years. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You should be in for three yeah. years at this coming May. Yeah, correct. The end of May. May 25th? Uh, 25th or 26th, I think. Okay. Well, damn, I was close. I'm still counting. Because I was, I was supposed to ship out on the 25th, but that was a holiday, so they were like, no, you're shipping on the 26th. I would consider that. I would say that I was right then. Yeah. You know, it was just um, the holiday that screwed you. Yeah. You know, another thing that kind of gets overlooked and kind of... Mm, I don't really know how to word it, but... the like. Playing games and talking to people online, you know, it, it it helps build, you know, social, you know, skills and social connections. 
but like people think that like if you just in your room all day playing games alone you're a hermit and don't know how to socialize well i would i would say there's a tiny bit of merit to that okay and it because i know people that can that are super coherent and speak great when they're at home on the mic with with people or someone you know but if they try to talk to you face to face they're a stuttering bumbling fool you know not to like bash them but that is that's just the no you you speak fine in person i don't didn't used to well right well i mean i didn't either but uh so i mean you know that's not always true but talking in general you know or you know like you can you can teach yourself better social skills you know on on just like talking online or not you know in person <clears throat> but the thing is is ultimately no matter what one large bit of communication is eye contact body language you know stuff like that and you don't have those online really yeah you know and what, even like and even even right now how we can see each other like that isn't even the best potential for communication because no matter what i can always just bounce out of this i don't have to say goodbye or anything yeah you know i'm not gonna you know another another thing i'm gonna get off a bit of a tangent here but like you know, like like I said, eye contact, you know, like body language, like being open and friendly, like, why is that seen as like flirting nowadays when that's just common human decency when you're having a conversation with someone? What, like friendliness and eye contact? And... Yeah, eye contact, being open, and, you know, not I don't... having like a, a dark body posture, like having like a... I don't know. I don't know if it's so much about like eye contact entirely. People might find that attractive because it's like a confidence thing, I guess. But mm-hmm. what people confuse politeness as flirting, right? Yeah, that, they that's confuse exactly being what I'm friendly. Saying. So, yeah. Well, the reason why they do that is because they don't get it enough. It's usually men who do that. Uh, for the for the most part, I mean. Not all men do it. Not all women do it. But the world's a spectrum when it comes to these things. Uh, but my, my main guess is they probably do it because, like, they're arrogant. They think that anyone who's nice to them automatically just wants them, you know. Or they've probably just not been taught. They, they haven't learned that, you know, where the line is, right? Because there's other signs that go along with it. Because I can do friendly things to someone and it's just friendly, and I can do those same friendly things with a couple extra things that make it flirting, right? Right. It's like some people overlook where that line could be, or they just outright don't know, you know? I mean, and that's also why it's important to state your intentions or ask what someone's intentions are, which they don't do. They just assume. (laughs) Right. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think that's a pretty good tangent, actually. Yeah. Uh, now, here's uh, one of the uh, big meaty parts of this this uh, episode. Oh, I hope one it's what that, I think it is. One that we will talk about. Probably, we could probably talk about this for hours, but we're going to have to sum it up very concisely. 
getting heated. I hope no. it's what I think it is. Violence in video games. Oh, I got so many things to say about this. Oh, I'm going to start cursing. If I do, I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Take the floor. Take the floor. I'm going to put this as humanly decently as I can. If you are of the mind that violent videos, video games cause violence, you are a fucking moron. There is absolutely no science to back that up. None whatsoever. I looked into it because I have a fear of being biased. There isn't any. People have played violent video games all their lives. And a lot of them aren't violent. Okay? It's about the person. You know? Right. Because I've played violent video games my whole life. I grew up on God of War. I played Silent Hill when I was eight. Okay? I'm not a violent human being. Now, I have a temper and... You know, but I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to just hurt people that I see. <laughs> like, I, I'm not just some raving lunatic that wants to, like, mutilate and harm people. You know, I'm actually very against it. You know, and a lot of those violent video games have actually taught me some valuable lessons about that. To not do it. Like, right. it's, it's, <clears throat> I I can't stand it. It's just... That whole violent video games thing, this is going to be a tangent, okay? Mm-hmm. So there is the, there was this long-standing trope, this idea, and it kind of still exists today, that D&D is a satanic game. Dungeons and Dragons, okay? Now, the reason why that existed, this is a very paraphrased way of summarizing this, but basically there was this kid, you know, some years ago, you know, Mr. Joe Schmo, kid... You, you know, hyper-depressed, you know, and he played D&D. You know, he had a, had this life, you know, like everyone. and But this kid eventually one day ended up killing himself, you know. But his mom could not face, you know, the gravity of what he was feeling. And she was one of those super, super heavily religious, you know, Christian ladies. And then she pinned him killing himself on D&D being swayed by Satan and whatnot, you know, satanic stuff. And that is so completely false. Because if you right. look into the history, this does not apply to just video games. But if you look into the history of D&D, it is mostly a Christian game. D&D was based off of Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings was written by J.R.R. Tolkien, who was a Christian. He wrote that story with Christian values. You know, I'm not going to break them all down right now. I'll probably save that for another episode, maybe just for funsies or a bonus, whatever. I don't care. You know what? We have a comment section now. Tell us what you want. Uh, Yeah, we do. (laughs) So it's what this lady did is pinned this this tragedy on something that had absolutely nothing to do with it. For either she was neglectful, maybe she caused it, you know, I don't know. Or, you know, she just didn't believe in depression, you know, because people have that idea as well. And I argue that it is the same thing with video games. People want to pin it on video games because they just cannot understand, you know, what is, A, going on inside someone's head and they can't face the responsibility or neglectfulness or their own lack of understanding of their situation, 
you know, video games really don't have anything to do with it. I, I have a couple caveats, and one of them is kind of like a devil's advocate sort of deal. I have one more thing. All right. People also don't... I don't get it, because bullying used to be this huge epidemic, basically. And any time, like, there's stuff like that, they just completely ignore the whole bullying aspect of it. You know, mm-hmm. like, there, was... like with the Florida school shooting a ways back. They pinned it on video games. I'm like, but this kid was bullied every single day. You're not going to talk about that, but you'll talk about the, it's the video games. It's definitely that. That's what it right. is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it, there's another, another take to that. Like someone's playing a video game, right? And they get cyber bullied or whatever. That also, it's not the video game's fault. That's just other people being, you know, dickheads. Yeah. That's not the game. That's people. Mm-hmm. And in which case, and, like, that's still up to you to not play. And I've, right. You're probably going to end up saying the same thing I was just about to say, so I'll let you go. I'm, yeah. I, need to, so, I need to calm down. The, there's, a, there's a few things, right? Like, this, this, this one's very simple. Like, playing Call of Duty doesn't make you a war hero. Playing GTA doesn't make you a criminal. I mean, FIFA Call of, doesn't make you a soccer player. I mean, Call of Duty might make you a racist, but... Yeah, that's not <laughs> But, like, games don't cause you to become what, you know what you are really and no no it's a choice it is it is it a is. a freely given choice you know um what was the other thing i was thinking about um like there are ratings for a reason games are violent i will say that there is violence in video games but video games do not cause violence right if a game is rated e for everyone let your kid play it. If your game's rated E10, just let your 10-year-old or above play it. I've, if your game's rated M, don't let your kid play it. Yeah, I have a couple things. So, for one, I'm I'm just going to pretty much preach to the choir here based on what you just said. You know, because that's another thing I've always said. You could say, hypothetically, let's say video games do cause violence. Violent video games will cause your kid to be violent. You know, like 70%, 80%. T- take your pick. Guess what? Yeah. You're buying him the game. Right. Look into the, the game. There, that is you you are a parent. That is that is your job. Right. There's a very small, small aspect I could maybe minusculely agree that video games could cause a violent tendency. That's like if a kid played it like a like an eight year old played like GTA and was like, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna do that. Well, and that's a that's another thing that I was kind of gonna bring up, sort of. Well, yeah, but that's still up to the parent. Yeah. Right. That is you your, that is your fault. You hey, hey, if 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 if, uh, if violent video games are teaching your kids how to live life, then I could say they maybe could cause violent tendencies in your kids. But no, no, but no. Video games j- inherently do not cause violent tendencies. But, but even then, that's not the game's fault. That is the yeah, parents', parents fault. neglect that's doing that. Yeah. You know? Um, but then there's another thing I wanted to add. So this is like something that I like watched on the Daily Wire at one point, right? So like Ben Shapiro, it was just this bit I saw, and he was like talking about how he, he doesn't support violent video games. He hates them, and he kind of has that idea that violent video games can cause violence. 
Yet this guy watches Game of Thrones and loves it. <laughs> right? Okay. It's like, okay, so what? where's the line of violence, right? Okay, I'm going to get a little philosophical about it. Do you know what the definition of violence is? I do not, honestly, off the top of my head. Not the, not the text it, definition. It's roughly the unjust use of force to harm, right? Something like that. You you can look it up and like correct me and violence. Uh, Behavior involving physical force intended to hurt, damage, or kill someone or something. Here, let me. The unlawful exercise of physical force right. or intimidation by exhibition of Here. such force. All right, that second definition. Okay. Now people would probably say, "Oh, you're just you go into the one that works for you." It's uh, still a definition. So. What if that fort? What if that violence that you use in a video game? What if it is just right? So in GTA, I would argue there is no such thing as just violence because you're a criminal in GTA. That is, it, it's not just you're breaking the law. But then you play something like The Witcher. Okay, let's say you're playing The Witcher and you kill bandits. They're robbing, they're stealing, they're killing, you know, they're animals, you know, and let's say, and there's a couple of bits in the game where you do it to save someone's life, to save them. Is that still violence? Because you're using it for good. You can use it for bad things in that game if you choose, but you have that choice, you know, and I don't make those choices. I hate being the bad guy in games, you know, so... Is it really violent? That's that's the thing. You know, it can be right. vulgar, but if you're concerned about violence, then you should like in this case with you know what Ben Shapiro said, you shouldn't be watching Game of Thrones. Now I would imagine he doesn't let his kids watch it. But no, you you not. you cannot bash things like The Witcher in the video game and then go right around and watch Game of Thrones. You right. Know? Uh, that's that's pretty much my my shtick on it. The whole yeah. uh, the whole concept that people have about video games, really, I would say any negative concept about video games, I find kind of stupid. Like I understand it, but the thing is, is the game doesn't control you, right? It all comes right. down to, for one, it's choice. Okay. It's not the video game's fault that someone's a loser. It's their own fault because they're choosing to be a loser and do nothing but play video games. If your kid is a violent little twat because he was playing GTA at the age of five, that is the parent's fault, right? Uh, if you're getting insanely mad at a video game, you were not taught proper discipline. You cannot blame the thing that has no actual... like the Video games don't twist your arm to make you do shit yeah they don't hypnotize you right now i mean i get it people have a gaming problem sometimes you know like there are people who don't eat or sleep or even shower for days playing games that's disgusting you know but that's not the game's fault <laughs> league players <clears throat> yeah league players Sorry, I said I'm, my throat. I'm not apologizing league, league, league of legends players are disgusting uh just just lost like two viewers i don't care i don't want them here if they play league of legends <laughs> I, i'm kidding 
kidding. But um, it's you can't like what it's the same. No, I'm not gonna say that. Never mind. That gets political. Yeah, I I think we we should lay this down before we regret my it. My point. My point is right. If if everything needs moderation, okay. Everything needs a, a level of discipline and restraint, you know, and, you know, age limits and ratings exist for a reason, you know, and parents need to keep better, better control of that. Can I share the story about your mom with the Poppy playtime? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so me being a big fan of horror, okay, uh, this is like why I defended it so religiously at this point. But uh, what what was it? Thanksgiving or something? Or yeah, was it your... was Thanksgiving. Right. So we were at a Thanksgiving at your mom's, and one of your nephews, yep, nephews, found out about uh, Poppy Playtime, and like had a picture of it or referenced it or something like that. He watched I, a video on it. Right. And I don't know why I was shocked, but I guess I kind of was, and uh. We talked about it a little bit, and then your mom asked about it, and me, because I'm honest and I don't have any filter, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a horror game. You know, it's a it's a it's a horror game. And she looked into it and is like, Oh, it's awful, uh, made a big deal about it and said it should be banned. I'm like, No, it shouldn't. It should not be banned. She's like, Video games like that should not exist. I'm like, if you don't want him looking at it, the parents should not be letting him. Like you can't just ban things you don't like or support. Just moderate, moderate, moderate it, right? Right. If you don't want your kid looking at awful things, then monitor them, okay? Especially with how young he was, it's okay to set parental locks. It's okay to restrict yeah. what they see, you know? I mean, I'd argue that, like, he was of the age where it is more acceptable. Like, he was getting to that age where, you know... Well, I would say you can get those kind of interests and that kind of thing. Well, I would say he was at well because that's how old I was. But I'll say I was too young for it. You know, well not okay. I at, by the time I started like seeing stuff like Silent Hill, that was the first one I ever played and saw. I was old enough at that point to actually understand like none of this is real. This is not real. Mm-hmm. And I was, I mean it scared me and it lingered with me but it didn't keep me up at night or like you know make me need a nightlight my own head did that to me when i was younger before i ever saw anything scary outright uh i think he was kind of at the age where i mean sure he may have had an interest in it and i don't think it would have really harmed him but the thing is is he's still a little kid and that's not up to him right i i agree with that it's like you need to like if your kid stumbles across something, look into it immediately. Even if it doesn't sound like because Poppy Playtime, that title sounds like a, it sounds like a PBS kids show. Yeah, and like remember Happy Tree Friends? Right. Look into it. Google it. They mention Happy Tree Friends, or they're talking about it a lot. You know, look it up. And then if it's something that you don't want them to see. Do what you need to do to restrict them from seeing it or interacting with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just call to ban things. <laughs> that needs to stop. Yeah, because things are. Look, there's enough banning going on in the world. I, if I ever, 
reach a day where something I love has been banned, I I'm raising hell. <laughs> going on a crusade. I am going on a crusade. I had this like dream once that HP Lovecraft was like banned in schools. Like that mm-hmm. you couldn't read it in schools or you would get like punished for it or something like that. And like I I like I lost my mind in the dream. <laughs> like I like I <laughs> I I went manic. I cuz if you don't like it, don't read it. You can just right. not ever touch that book. It's not that hard. Uh it's yeah. I I have a lot to say about I I don't know where I developed this contempt for my fellow man exactly. <laughs> but it's uh, no, you know what? I do know where it started actually, and it also involves books. Of course. So when I was in junior high, okay, I read Beyond the Black Black Veil by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Right? We read it as a as a required reading, but I was talking about it with like one of my friends, and the the first thing they had to say to the thesis I gave them was does it have pictures? This is someone in junior high, okay? We're talking sophomore or junior year. I'm like, you know what? At that moment, I'm like, you know what? Mankind sucks. I, and it's never went away. That wasn't unironic? No, it wasn't. I, 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 I said, are you serious? They're like, yeah, I want to know if it has pictures. I don't read things that don't have pictures in it. I'm like, I'm going to commit a hate crime. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's where, that's where it is. I think that's why I don't like people so much uh, anyway. can I ask about the, about the chem light on your window hmm? oh like the glow stick yeah the chem light yeah that was one of the ones you gave me I lit it a long time ago and put it up there and just never took it down those are for emergency only uh well you should know it sucks it didn't yeah, light it up very well no it doesn't And a pair, I, you know what it's military for... grade, bro. What do you expect? Yeah, good point. I'm going to try freezing it, see if it actually works, because I never believe that that's how it works. I don't think that's it, because it, it's like a chemical reaction, not like... You're a chemical reaction. <clears throat> anyway, sorry, I went on a very long tangent. Do you have other things? or? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about like what kind of good video games have done for society or for culture and that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, I've got some good things. Lay them on me. Some, well, do you first, because I... No, I'm interviewing you here. <laughs> um, well, the way that I kind of... I, I saw this in a video. One way that I think video games has been good for society is it's video games are kind of like what art used to be. It's an expression, and a lot of times art would tell a story. You know? Uh... Now, admittedly, this is going to sound a little off. The stories for video games are really not that complicated at all. Like, they're not... More compelling. They're not good stories, all right? Like, it's... Like, you read Lord of the Rings, that's a good story. And a story might be good in a game, but it's not really the story that makes the game completely fun as much as people might think it is. 
what it is is you interacting within this fairly linear story right and being able to immerse yourself and put yourself in the shoes of the main character you know, it and feels in that story it feels like a more dense you know story with bones and grit because you're interacting within that story you know but it's an expression mm-hmm. of art you know like god of war is especially you know Take just the newer ones, really, because those are the only ones with real, like, philosophy buried in them. Like, those are so rich with, like, even real-world aspects of communication, psychology, philosophy, morality. They're just dense with it. And there is a solid story, I guess you could say, as linear as it may be. Like... The remake with the God of War twenty sixteen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. God of War twenty eighteen. Yeah. You're carrying your dead wife's ashes to a up with up to a mountain with your son. That's the story, basically. Now that story has a couple of small caveats, like well, it's not the mountain, it's in Jotunheim. But the story is fairly simple. You know? Your goal doesn't reach beyond that. You know. Uh and it's Ragnarok. I, I find that one a little bit more. That one has a bit more to it. But ultimately, the video games are just an outlet of art to. Con- it's just a different way of conveying a story. Right. You know, through a very unique artistic, you know, outlet. You know, and especially with how much gaming has advanced in the past few years. You take 2016 gaming to now, it's mind-blowing. It is. You know, how much technology has changed and what machines are capable of as far as running these games. You know, even you can go back to like 2014. VR then compared to VR now, it's disturbing how good it is now. Back then it was kind of cool. You know, because it was new and it did look VR, but it was clunky and weird, you know? Yeah. But now... Whenever we make advances like that, we're always like, oh, it's not going to get any better than this. And then three years later, it's better than that. But but now you have VR sets that track your finger movements, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatnot, you know? And you can move and feel things to a certain extent. The place, yeah, they have like those vests and stuff like that that you can actually feel the, like getting punched or whatever. The controller for the PlayStation Five blew my mind. Yeah, because you that, told me is... you told me the triggers had would like give you resistance, and I didn't believe it, or at least I didn't think it was that much. But I remember there was a couple of games I was playing, and it was like I had to like wrench something, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this thing's actually working against me. <laughs> the controller. Yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. I, I want to buy a PS5 controller and, like, play, like, an FPS with it and just feel, like, what an actual trigger pull was like, you know? Well, the game needs to have that software in it. Yeah. So, like, if you have, get God of War on PC, get a PlayStation 5 controller and you'll have that. Mm. Uh, or something like that. Or just get a PlayStation 5. No. That way you can play games with me. Not worth it. Why not? Because all you're going to play is single-player games on that shit. I mean, I would play a couple of multiplayer games with you. Just depends on what. You know, Fair enough. Yeah, just depends. We'll see. So maybe maybe there'll other, be... What other 
what other good has come out of video games besides like just artistic artistic expression and like bringing other cultures into like uh, other and other nuances into like people's eyes and that kind of stuff. Well, I think it it does a good way of I mean it's kind of like artistic expression, but it's like it's also translating artistic expression. Games that are based off of books or previously made fictions, uh, it kind of expands what you know about things about a particular fiction, like uh, Star Wars games for the most part, original mm-hmm. Star Wars games, especially like the Old Republic and whatnot, where you go into the extended lore. Uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a learning thing, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I also feel like and, games also inspire people to like be able to like make their own artistic expression, and like they well, inspire them to make fiction for games or books. And I would well, and I would also argue it's like there there are, uh, you know, every kid has a role model and whatnot. There are role models you can pick out from video games. Not all of them are good, you know. Uh, but there, you know, it can give you things to aspire to. Like pretty much like what you just said, and mm-hmm. then earlier there was the thing you know it can it can actually kind of help you develop hand eye coordination. It can teach you to think in different ways or to correct how you behave already in some cases, you know, like the thing that I have with puns, you know, in my awful patience um there there is a lot of good to video games, also, it is a lot better to sit at home playing video games than it is to go out smoking crack and getting yourself killed very fair point there yeah um i i think that you know it really the whole thing about video games being good or bad for the world it all depends on the dis- the self-discipline and moderation of it mm-hmm. you know and that is not the video game that is not the responsibility of the video game. That is the responsibility of you or, at a certain age, your guardian. Yeah. There's two other quick things that I want to uh, say before we end it here. Um, education has actually thrived a lot off of video games. Like, video games have done good things for education. Yeah, there has been... Uh, I know Minecraft has a whole, like, yeah, educational, educational mode, mode that, that I actually looked into. I mean, it's kind of like cringy to me because, it, but it's meant for young kids. But in that perspective, when I was looking at it, I'm like, this is actually really neat. Yeah, it's like in this depth is, too. because, and the thing that I like most about it is the reason why they probably did that is there were teachers who had kids that played a lot of Minecraft, loved Minecraft, talked a lot about Minecraft, but they sucked at learning. So they're like, you know what? Mm. Let's put what we want to teach them into the thing that they love, you know? And that is really, really important understanding between a teacher and a kid. So the kids, so you're, they're learning, but you're also not trying to just shove away the thing that they love, you know? Right. Like that is a huge, huge thing for kids and teachers really, because if it, if kids aren't learning and they're misbehaving and ignoring and whatnot, Obviously, that's going to make a teacher miserable. That is, if you truly care about the students, which if you're a teacher, you don't get paid enough to be a teacher. So hopefully you do. Right. Uh, it's, they have, it, yeah, it's done great things for education. It, yeah. And then also, like, I, I wouldn't call this like a, a great thing or an amazing thing, but, you know, 
a lot of jobs have opened up because of video games, like esports, game design, writers, that kind of uh, stuff. Uh, not not entirely. Esports teams and whatnot actually do not make a lot of money. Yeah, but, but it's still like it's still you know your job, your okay. passion. It's it's what you're passionate there, about. You know. Okay. Well, there's there's two things about it. You know, and that that's true. Um, esports teams don't make a lot of money and in a certain way video games have also taken away some jobs because a lot of game companies don't really hire testers anymore hello games mm-hmm. does actually i found out they oh, have really? yeah they have game testers uh or at least like associated companies with hello games I, I was like looking at jobs on there when i was looking for merch at one point uh oh hang on give me a minute my monitor just turned off uh uh anyway i'm good so blinded yeah basically they you know with and a lot of games have been doing it like game testers aren't really a thing but with more advanced games and even in general just like when there's like surpluses of games coming out even indie games yeah you have writers you have you know producers you have art executives you know you have designers like it does open up a lot of jobs ultimately um And, you know, I don't know how, you know, those jobs might not be good, varying from this to that. You might not necessarily be treated the best. I don't I don't really know how the game industry is to its employees and how the differing employers are. Um, but it does it does open up some jobs. It's just the only thing a negative I really have to say about it is, you know, it's esports, and I don't know why exactly esports doesn't pull in a lot of money, because right. I mean esports actually gets a lot of attention. Yeah, uh, that, like more than I more than I thought it did. It gets a lot of attention. They get a lot of sponsors too. Yeah, they get a lot of attention. They get a lot of sponsors. So the, I don't the, necessarily the majority of money that esports players make is from their sponsors and not from like the actual tournaments i, I am well it's because you, they don't they don't make you pay to watch them for the most part right you know uh either that or there's really easy ways of basically bootlegging your way around it or whatnot i don't i don't know i i would need to look into that more i just know that esports teams aren't like generally like moist critical said it he has you know uh moist team moist uh and he said that Everything he's having to pay for, he's doing it completely out of pocket because esports mm. teams are just actual money grinders. They use a lot of money and do not produce much. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know that honestly. Yeah, I don't know why. I I I couldn't tell you. Um, and then there's the thing with game testers, but I think that's kind of just been a thing for a very long time since people came up with this, hey, we can just release the game half-assed early and then people can play it and tell us what's wrong with it and then maybe we'll fix it. Uh, maybe we'll fix it, yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll fix it. Valheim is one of those games. They, but Except Valheim is actually listening to the community and it's beautiful because Valheim is doing amazing because of it, you know? I love that game. They don't need to. Hire I, want, I want to replay it. I want yeah, to replay it. I mean, I just kind of burned myself out on it. Uh, v Rising is getting an update soon, which oh, okay. means uh, they're going to restart my dad and troll and whatnot, and then we're probably going to end up playing that. Dope. And Maybe I really, that. I really want to play V Rising. Oh, we'll we'll definitely stream it at least on our solo pages, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Um. All right. 
I don't know if we'll stream it on Joe Bro. We might though. Maybe it's up to you, really. Like, if it's I, your, I don't know if it's your I, I if it's like... your day to stream and you want to stream V Rising, then I mean that's completely up to you. I feel like that's it'd be kind of different or difficult to stream like that kind of thing, because oh. like with demonologists, like streaming one POV and then another POV another day, you're not it's not really any different. But streaming like V Rising from one POV and then another POV is kind of probably kind of confusing, I'd imagine. Not entirely. I mean. Cause in well, when we were playing Demonologist, there were bits where you were still like, like you would be in the van and I would still be all the way in the building, but you would still see my face on the on the stream. Right. You know, it's really really isn't that different. But well, it's still up to you. It's up to our own discretion based off of whose day it is to stream on uh, Joe Bro Gaming. Yeah. <clears throat> well. I think that about sums it up for the topic. I think we covered a lot of really good uh, points, got on some good tangents that actually weren't too far off of what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, this was a juicy episode. I actually really enjoyed talking about this today. Do you have anything else to add before we uh, get into the outro? Mm. No. No? All right. Well, thank you all so much for watching or listening, whichever platform you're on. Be sure to follow our socials on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, and Instagram at Joe Bro Radio. That's J-O-B-R-O-R-A-D-I-O. Be sure to follow our solo stream pages. Mine being just Phoenix, oh, just underscore Phoenix TTV. So J-U-S-T underscore P-H-O-E-N-I-X TTV. Then you got Frosty Butcher over there. F-O-R-S-T-Y-B-U-T-C-H-E-R-T-T-V. And then be sure to follow our joint podcast stream which we'll be streaming on mondays and thursday evenings between 5 and 8 p.m that's uh joe bro gaming yeah j-o-b-r-o underscore gaming g-a-m-e-i-n-g ptb no g-a-m-i-n-g ptb my apologies sorry i'm dyslexic i don't know if yeah. we need to spell that anymore since we're on video since we're doing videos now but i mean but not everyone watches on youtube I need to add a, a thing down here that actually has our, our links in it on the page. But... Yeah, um, I can help you with that if you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that about sums up a good outro. Do you have any concluding notes, buddy? Um, Just uh, have a great day. Make sure you get plenty of food. Stay hydrated. You know, all that fun little jazz. That's all I got. Yeah. I hope all of you have a great rest of your Thursday. Peace. Peace.